This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. It's another apocalyptic prediction about to come Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, action, exploitation, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1970s to today. Be sure and check out reallyawfulmovies.com for reviews, interviews, lists, and terrific movie giveaways. Our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 17, Bruno Mattei and Bad Movies of the Week. Right, uh, this is uh, sort of like a recurring thing that we, we do every now and again, where it's, uh, I guess we call it crap of the week, where we talk about films that uh, we've seen, that I've seen, maybe you haven't seen. Yeah, or, and uh, vice versa, and we exactly. just give a little praisey of some of the, the uh, ungodly crap we've subjected ourselves to in right. the past week, so this exactly. is another in that series, so we'll, yep. we'll let you begin here. Okay, well, Chris, i got to tell you, man, i got a doozy for you, man. This, I mean, Bring <laughs> <it> on. <laughs> this this one had my, my jaw on the floor, um... A film from 1986 called Never Too Young to Die. Hmm. Never Too Young to Die. When you hear that title, you think to yourself, mm, what, like ABC Movie of the Week or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't think of some sort disease of Disease like, of the Week. Exactly. You don't think of some, uh, you know, oh, like maybe this is about Lyme disease or something, you know? Like, mm. I, you know, I contracted Lyme disease <laughs> on a field trip. Now I'm, I'm dying. Never Too Young to Die. Do you think of a hermaphroditic Gene Simmons from Kiss? Wow. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah. Do you? I'm only familiar with Gene Simmons from his work in that uh, Halloween type movie. His name escapes me right now. Trick or Treat, yeah. Trick or Treat, yeah. yeah. Oh, weird, that name would escape me. Okay, yeah, exactly. movie. What else could it be called? Okay, so that, uh, that's the only Gene Simmons movie I've there seen. There you go, man. So we got a hermaphrodite. I'm serious. Like This is not even like, you know, this is a literal hermaphrodite. Well, Gene Simmons playing this evil sort of uh, criminal mastermind by the name of Ragnar. <laughs> um, uh, he, he actually plays two roles, but I'll talk about that in a moment. And uh, his nemesis in this, this is basically, it's a James Bond ripoff. Um, oh, that's going to be a theme of today. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the funny the thing is that uh, his nemesis the uh, is the son of um, a super suave secret agent uh, played by George Lazenby, who actually well, um, interesting. You know, you know, was at one point uh, James Mr. Bond, Bond yeah. for one movie. Uh, in this case, though, it's uh, John Stamos. Well, John Stamos from Full House, yeah. Um, so this this movie, like I said before, this is a fucking doozy, man. Uh, Never too young to die. This is insane. Um, so basically, as I said before, um, the movie begins and there's just like this sort of like this elaborate ceremony where you know you got all these like you know. 80s stereotype, like, you know, punk... Again, again, we always keep going back to the Warriors. Very Warriors-esque, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Gene Simmons, dressed in drag, okay, mm-hmm. is presiding over this thing. He's calling these people uh, turd buckets and scumballs, and he's talking about his grand scheme, which is to uh, poison the water supply of what I assume was California. I think it was, being ta- it was taking place in California. And... Um, then we, uh, we cut to uh, a gymnastics meet in a high school... And there's uh, there's there's John Stamos, uh, you know, doing the uh, on the rings, whatever you want to call that uh, yeah. stupid, uh, you know, what do you call that shit when they rings? grab the rings? And, you know, <laughs> is there, is there a name or for the that? uneven parallel bars yeah. and so on. And uh, and meanwhile, we're cutting back and forth to uh, oh, so the name of Stamos's character is Lance Stargrove, hmm. okay. 
And we're coming back and forth to uh, Stargrove Senior, played by Lazenby, and he's uh, basically on the run from um, <laughs> from Simmons and Drag. And Simmons wants his disc, okay? Like, it's all about the disc. And this is 86, so it's, a, it's an actual floppy disc. Well, okay. <laughs> and anyway, um, when Lazenby dies in the hill of gunfire, you know, we, we cut to, like, you know, uh, Stamos basically doing backflips in the gymnastics meet, so that's it's, it's crazy. It's slightly less embarrassing than his uh, performance with the Beach Boys on the bongos. Oh, yeah, in Kokomo, yeah. That, that, what the fuck was that all about? I don't know. I mean, the Beach Boys. How Aruba, they, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, you know, he's, he's got this uh, sort of absentee dad who's, uh, you know, who really is a secret agent, and when he does, uh, you know, meet his maker at the hands of um, uh, Simmons' character, uh, what did I say his name was again? Uh, Ragnar the Magnificent. Ragnar, exactly. <laughs> um, Stamos uh, inherits the farm um, that was owned by his father. Um, at the funeral is uh, a character played by a mysterious lady in black, played by Vanity. Do you know, does that name ring a bell? No. Ex paramour of Prince. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Born in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Whoa. But yeah, she actually was. Yeah, she was a prince. Uh, well, yeah, she dated Prince for quite a while. I've sort of been in between like Sheila E and Kim Basinger. <laughs> Speaking of bad drawing. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so. Uh, Vanity plays the ex-partner of Stargrove Sr. And through a whole bunch of contrivances, basically, um, Stamos' character, Lance Stargrove, I mean, who never saw his dad, but, I mean, I guess by virtue of genetics, seems to have inherited, like, all his, you know, prowess with, like, you know, the, the machine gun and, you know, the karate and the backwards and so on. Luck. Yeah, indeed. I mean, they, they, they basically, they, they go after, um, well, not that they go after them. I mean, they're being, they're pursued by, by Ragnar. And, <laughs> once again, I have to reiterate, this is Gene Simmons and fucking drag, man. This is insane, okay? And they're being pursued by this guy, and then at one point, um... You know, to kind of uh, continue with the James Bond ripoff, they have this. Um, well, first of all, there's this Q character. Q's the guy that provides James Bond with all the weapons. Yeah, with the weaponry, weaponry, yeah. This is some like Asian kid, right? And then there's this M character by the name of Carruthers. Okay. Now, when we first see Carruthers, he uh, he's in a helicopter talking to Vanity, and he's got a ginger, you know, beard and uh, hair. And I don't know if this is supposed to be some so sort of Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. Basically, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if this is supposed to be some sort of like you know big twist at the end that we would not see coming. But you cannot mistake the distinctive voice of Gene Simmons, right? Mm -hmm. So it's Carruthers, but we know it's Gene Simmons, right? <laughs> well, so basically, spectacular he, acting, tour de force. Yeah, there he goes. He's playing two roles. Um, and Carruthers is like, oh yeah, oh, the Ragnar. He's a, he's a character. He, he actually he has this uh, nightclub act, and so they go to this nightclub, and uh, kind of remind me of like. Um, you know, the video for, like, Molly Crew's uh, Girls, 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 but, like, you know, like, in some sort of post-apocalyptic wasteland or something. And uh, this, this, this is unbelievable. Simmons comes out to perform his act, okay, wearing this outfit with this, like, gigantic... Um, pink plume of feathers from his hair, <laughs> from his head, and this, like, uh, this, like, lace, like, fishnet, uh, corset-type outfit, right? Kind of doing his best to channel, like, you know, Tim Curry, I guess. Yeah, from, yeah. Like, rock, uh, rock Horror Picture Show. And so I did a little IMDb-ing, and uh, one of the things I found out was that th this outfit that, that Simmons was wearing uh, was the exact outfit that Linda Carter, TV's Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah. wore in 1980 on a variety show special she did when she was singing I Was Made for Loving You. Amazing. It, it was the exact same outfit. 
So uh, what you're saying is uh, Linda Carter is six foot four. <laughs> that, well, that's the thing. I, I guess some some is, they must call it some sort of seamstress of some sort. But at I this mean, point, uh, Gene Simmons is uh, sporting a B cup. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's 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 bloody insane. I mean this movie is. I, I can go on and on. There's more. I mean, at one point, who shows up? Robert Englund. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. We recently read his, his book. Uh-huh. A lot of name dropping. Did he I mention? Can't say I reckon he did not mention this movie. He never mentioned him <laughs> no. too young to die. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> He's sort of like the scientific genius who basically, you know, has the plans to poison the water supply. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it is, there, there's no end to the lunacy in this movie. I mean, the scene when, uh, when he reveals himself as uh, as Ragnar when, you know, Carruthers, you know, takes off his wig and takes off his beard and all of a sudden, you know, and again, like, I mean, this, this you know, this is in the 80s, right? So there's a lot of sort of, like, politically incorrect sort of, like, you know, like, we are very, like, you know... Uh, homoerotic overtures from Keith mm. Simmons to John Stamos which is <laughs> makes me think of like you know Uncle Jesse you know like you know from Full House and like Have Mercy was all that was coming in my mind yeah. you know, so I mean I, uh, insane insane I don't know where, and the other thing too like I don't know what audience this film was, was intended for because on the one hand I mean it was very much it struck me very much as a movie made for kids but then you had these like yeah these adult themes these, and yeah, these, these weird perversions yeah exactly these innuendos <laughs> that was the and 80s these for you double ends and well no it wasn't that clever you single on time basically <laughs> so I mean bizarre 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 film I mean you know sometimes you just gotta like you know you're in the video store and you just gotta like make a blind grab and you see something on the wall and you see John Stamos and Vanity and you know and then realize you're like, oh, I want that that yeah. you're gonna get a hermaphroditic John, uh, Gene Simmons but man oh man this was this was incredible uh, Never Trying to Die, dude, I, I'm i so happy I saw this movie. It's crap of the week. It's a crap movie. Nice. But at the same time, this is the type of crap I and, like to uh, see. Speaking of a steaming uh, heap of crap, mm-hmm. I guess there are some people who, I guess they would unfairly call Bruno Mattei the worst Italian director of all time. I think that's a little bit unfair when in reality he is the worst director of all time. Oh, regardless of any country. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mean, Italy has produced a share of bad directors. I mean, Joe D'Amato comes to mind, but uh, now you're making a strong, strong statement. Yeah. He, I, he is the worst filmmaker of all time. And you could put him up against your Wiseaus, your Uwe Bowles, your, your Joel Schumachers, your what have you, your Penny Marshalls. <laughs> yeah, he is. What do you have against Payne Marshall? She's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but but Bruno Mattei, aka Vincent Dawn, he's just not only is he, he can't he can't frame a single shot, he can't color a single movie. His dialogue is like it makes most of it makes Rambo look like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. Like he is terrible on every level. And not only is he terrible, like from a technical standpoint, he has zero ideas of his own. So he he will not only rip off a movie once, he will do it three and four times. And so we just talked about Bond ripoffs. So now we're going to venture into Predator ripoffs. Okay. One of our favorite actors is Reb Brown. Reb Brown. And yep. uh, he was in Your Hunter from the Future, which yep. we can't recommend highly enough. And I will keep repeating this. He was the very first Captain America. Very first Captain America. He's a, a muscled meathead, and he appears in all these sort of, you know, uh, shoot 'em up Rambo-type movies. Well, Robo-War. It's okay. something I watched this week, and this is Predator channeled via Bruno Mattei. It's exactly, this is shot-for-shot shot Predator, mm-hmm. where you have this gang of guys traipsing through the jungle, and they're, it has the same ethnic put-downs and, and sort of lame, you know, oh, hey, you guinea, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you're black, and I'm Mexican, blah 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 jokes. <laughs> and, uh, again, terrible dialogue and stuff like, I, I shot it down a few of them, uh, it doesn't take a PhD to know you got it in for me. 
you know, you walk like a ruptured duck. I don't know what a ruptured duck would be. But, <laughs> and uh, you better duck, shithead, because we're going to settle some accounts here. So, yeah, and they, they're set upon by, instead of a predator, because that would take a budget, <laughs> by, by this, by this um, uh, I guess we re- reviewed on the site, Rotor. So it's this sort of robot with a, okay. with a motorcycle helmet that is shooting at them in the jungle. And so, so this ragtag so group of so hold on a second. So this this is obviously this is not rotor because I mean it might as rotor, well be rotor. It's a rotor esque character. Rotor esque character. Yeah, okay. It's a guy with a motorcycle helmet, all dressed in black, and just shoots at them. So instead of the predator with the dreads and the and the and the incredible, you know, uh, so it's almost like because rotor was like a RoboCop ripoff in a sense. So <laughs> now we got it sounds like a now we got this is RoboCop slash predator. Oh my god! In, in the jungle, and again, these guys. I don't know how many rounds of ammo they have, but they shoot at everything in the jungle. Right. Anything that moves, they just expend, expend hundreds and hundreds of rounds yeah. of ammunition. And, of course... I'm, gonna, I'm just going to help you for a second, because, I mean, we, we, we talk a lot about, like, cliches and stuff, right? And there's two cliches I love in action movies. Yeah. Number one, you know, the never-ending amount of ammo. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter what, you know, whether it's, you know, Ramble First Blood Part 2 or this piece of crap you're scrubbing yeah. right now. I mean, they're just, they're just, you know, like... It doesn't yeah. matter whether you're sporting an AK-47 or, or uh, you know, a 9 mil. Mm-hmm. You have endless ammo at right. your supply. And mm-hmm. to their credit, I guess these guys do have... You know, tons of bullets. But, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then the other cliche I love is the, uh, and this you see more in cop movies, it's the useless gun. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like when they shoot their, you know, their six bullets and all of a sudden, like, oh, this gun's no more good yeah, anymore. They, toss, just, it, they yeah. toss it, you know? Like, ever here reloading, you know? <laughs> These guns are expensive. Exactly. You just toss it, you and know? you're tossing a gun in the mean streets of, like, South Central LA, you know? And it's like it's irresponsible policing, to say the least. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, uh... Oh, no, well, there's more accounts to be settled in the other Bruno Mattei, this piece of crud. Uh, this, this was, the, unfortunately, the, the great man's last film before he, um, you know, was pushing up the daisies. <laughs> And it's called Zombies: The Beginning. And as I said, this guy has not had past tense. Sadly, mm-hmm. he had not one original bone in his body, ripping off every bloody movie. So on our site, we reviewed Strike Commando, which is a Rambo ripoff. Mm-hmm. We reviewed uh, Terminator Two, but not the Terminator Two. It was called. It was shocking uh, dark. Shocking dark. Right. But it was basically Aliens, Ooh. a shot for shot remake of a- Aliens. But it was called Terminator Two, and it happened to be filmed in Venice, which was one of the most picturesque cities picturesque, in the, the entire most world. Stunning cities in the world, and it was subterranean. So right. they filmed not a lick of Venice until about the like, last ten minutes, and. and um, so we got here, Zombies, the beginning, is a shot-for-shot remake, basically, of Aliens again. And uh, so you have this, this ship, and the ship runs aground and mm-hmm. ends up on this island right. with these zombie alien uh, mutant-type creatures. Okay. So the lone survivor of this ship, she manages to get off this <laughs> island, and she's rescued by helicopter and comes back to tell these people, oh, I encountered these mutants. Was she attractive, at least? She was, yeah. I, mean, uh, I think it's Bruno Mattei's muse. I believe it's Yvette Yvonne. It's okay. a Filipino actress. Of it wasn't more Gibson. No, she's also no. in a number of Mattei movies, the uh, Emmanuel. No. No, okay. Uh, and, so, and, and then there's a, a scene-for-scene remake where Ripley is trying to convince people of what she's seen. Well, so no, and now you're confusing yourself because you're saying Ripley. But Ripley, Ripley is from Alien. Alien. Yeah, so this is a scene-for-scene Alien remake where they see the mutants and she's trying to recount. But is the character named Ripley? No, but she gives the exact same speech as Ripley. Okay. Like, oh, you got to believe me. I, I can't believe what I've seen here. And mm-hmm. I'm lucky to survive alive, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, this is basically, yeah, aliens, 
but called zombies. <laughs> it has the same tactical unit that goes in. Okay. And it's it's lensed in the Philippines. Oh, although they say it's, well, yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, of it's course, lensed yeah. in the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned earlier uh, the Emmanuel series. Mm-hmm. Now, Bruno Mattei is such a hack. His best movie, I would argue, is Women's Prison Massacre. That okay. should tell you something, which is just bloody awful. That was part of the Emmanuel <laughs> series of exploitative. Well, yeah, that was that started uh, Laura Gemser, the the famous black Emmanuel, who happened to be uh, Indonesian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I guess we, we, in Miami Connection, we talked about a, a black character who claimed a Korean heritage, yeah, who exactly. was not the least bit Korean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, it was the same with Emmanuel. So. Yeah, Bruno Mattei is just an awful director. He can't frame anything. His coloring is terrible. His dialogue is bad. <laughs> he cannot do anything right in any capacity. And I don't know if I can withstand another Bruno Mattei movie. <laughs> uh, I've seen five of them in the last like two months. I, I just can't take it anymore. So the zombies, the beginning. <laughs> it's the ending. It's the ending, yeah. Mercifully, you know, his demise. And, and this film, it's almost a fitting coda to this guy's just awful career and he, he just can't direct anything he's useless so zombies the beginning robo war robo war is at least entertaining right, right, right. i love predator so and shot for shot remake red brown is, is red brown, is red brown man <laughs> no. you can never go wrong if you see no. red brown in the film yeah. um but i gotta say one thing i mean you know you talk about Matei. i mean Matei is not the only italian ripoff artist right i mean no. you're, you're he just happens to be the most boring one okay but i mean <laughs> it's, you gotta admire the shamelessness of these italian exploitation <laughs> filmmakers i mean they literally like there was not one concept that they in hollywood that they never saw fit to rip yeah, off yeah you know? it's very true i mean one of my favorite films is um uh all-time terrible movie is uh, starcraft uh, we review that up on the site uh, that's uh by uh, Luigi Cozzi, otherwise known as uh, Lewis Coates, and that's a really, really ridiculous Star Wars ripoff, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, these Italian ripoffs are, are great. I mean, um, but there's usually some degree of competency there. Uh, yeah, nothing. But, just, but, but, yeah, again, technical deficiencies, but overall, just incredibly boring. I fell asleep twice during Zombies: The Beginning, and I guess there was kind of a neat scene where, I guess, uh, they this. Um, there were some humans that were conscripted to give birth to these mutant zombies, and that was mm-hmm. quite compelling, but right. that was about ten minutes worth, the rest just eminently forgettable. And anyway. that's the thing, I mean, I gotta say, like, I mean, you know, I mean, we love, again, like, we love bad movies, right? Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said about, like, I mean, when people say, like, our, our um, conception of a bad movie would not be what other people would think. Like, yeah. Again, like, I think uh, Titanic is a bad movie. Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's a, you know, pretentious piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, whatever. I mean, what a, the crap that Hollywood puts out. I mean, there's a lot of Avatar was James yeah. Cameron. <laughs> bad movies, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I mean, so, in my opinion, like, you know, when, when people say something like, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space is like the worst movie I've ever made. No, Plan 9 from Outer Space is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, agree. fucking... And it was so entertaining from frame one to, like, the last frame. The passion for cinema's there. So, I mean... There's no know, passion for cinema with the work of Bruno Well, that's Lattay. what I was trying to say. Like, I mean, technical ineptitude does not necessarily make a bad movie. If a movie's got passion, it's entertaining, it's amazing. But when a bad movie is boring, that's a bad movie. That is a really bad movie. Yeah, and if you fall, if you fall asleep <laughs> twice, then, uh, you know... I, it took me four or five tries to get through Zombies at the beginning, and I... I but I, you stuck it out, man. I, I did. You stuck, did. Yeah, so. in the interest of this site and for updating reallyawfulmovies.com. You see, you see the sacrifice we make for you guys? Yeah, <laughs> and we'll, we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, take care.
Thank you.